The hour was still early for the first day of the new year, a bright sun shining down from the cloudless blue sky onto the surprisingly busy streets of Warminster. Its light did little to ease the brisk snap that hung in the air, itself harshly unsympathetic to those who were clinging on to hangovers while trying to set up their market stalls. A young woman sauntered her way northward along Weymouth Street, wearing a light blue cardigan beneath a tan wool coat. Adjusting its fit as she passed by a pair of closed pub doors off to her right, her gloved fingers pinched the sides of her nose, in a swift motion that was quicker than a reflex. Blobs of activity from the night before came pouring into her thoughts, and judging by the intensity with which her fingers were now rubbing, it must have been a great, if not somewhat regrettable, time. In confirmation, her fingers moved to massage the center of her crinkled brow, and the cedar ankle boot she wore couldn't carry her over the next street and away from the pub fast enough. The market, which was set up in a large parking lot at the city center every Friday, was more deafening than it had been in previous weeks. Carts and racks overflowing with meat, vegetables, and clothes rolled over the rough pavement, the clamor mixing in with the strained voices of their respective merchants. Passing buyers weren't intimidated, though, responding to the racket with equal vigor in the chaos of commerce. Phil Brown, a jovial fishmonger at Phil's Filet, spotted the woman's distinct blonde hair as she sped around the corner. His bushy white beard spread into a smile, and that proportionately burly belly jiggled as he finished putting on his striped apron. Oh, yeah, Margaret,' he said cheerfully, soothing out the wrinkles in the apron. "'You're gonna mow someone over speeding along like that. What are you in such a hurry for this fine morning?' you Phil,' Margaret replied, stopping momentarily to adjust her coat again, but it was her face that was telling some stories. "'Sorry,' she continued before the questions began. I had a bit of a late, <laughs> probably better to say early, morning kind of thing. Nothing seems to want to cooperate, and I'm definitely paying for it right now. Well, sounds like a good night, at least when I was your age. Happy New Year to you, by the way. He replied with a smirk. He noticed her rubbing her brow feverishly. Now I may be old, but the first stop you made this morning should have been the chemist's, followed by marching straight home to bed. At least that's what good old Doc Brown would recommend. Wish the stuff at the chemist could cure the ailments I have, she replied, slightly sighing. Sputtering, the smell of the sea wafted up to her nostrils and she began to look over the Phil's goods there on the ice. There was a hideous monkfish on display, something he rarely carried, looking at her with its vacant eyes. Oh, Pedal, he said softly. So this retail therapy is supposed to be helping with something else then? There was a hint of concern in his voice but not too much to sound like he was prying. After all, though he saw Margaret virtually every week when she came by to pick up her kilogram of sea bass and scallops, it's not like they were any more acquainted than that. Margaret answered, but winced a bit as the words came. I'll bet you could say. Phil sighed. Oh, I see. By the looks of it, you've already started on the liquid therapy last night. She looked at him as her mouth opened in amazement. That's a bit cheeky, Phil. If you don't watch it, I'll slap you with that fillet of cod, or better yet, make you give that monkfish a snog. He beamed. It'd be a damn sight more action than I've gotten from the missus the past fortnight. They both let out a much-needed laugh, 
Margaret soon falling back to a gentle frown. I don't know, Phil, she said with sadness. I just hope Frank and I can work things out, especially with M's being bounced around between the both of us like a tennis ball. Phil was surprised Margaret was being so candid. She'd mentioned her husband Frank before and her daughter Emily, but never the personal details of their relationship. By the sounds of things, they were on a knife's edge. Agreed, was all Phil could think to say. Oi, I hate to hear that something's gone sour between the two of you. Margaret smiled weakly back at Phil. We'll be all right, she told him, sounding convinced that things would get better when the reality of it was the opposite. It's just a rough patch. I hope so, Phil said, handing over her usual order.